Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. What's up? What's happening? I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. And Logan, it's a family affair today. Your long-lost cousin is with us. I know, man. It's so exciting. You know, Grant's like just one of those guys that's a fantastic human being. He actually got me kind of started in this, so it's really cool to kind of be talking to him now on this on this. Now platform. you get to have him on your show? Yeah, I mean, this is it's not as cool as his show, but it is, it is I guess, our <laughs> show, yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, Grant Paulson, of course, Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan is with us. GP, how are you, sir? I am great, fellas. I'm happy to be on. I got to tell you, I was thrilled when, in 2010 when I showed up on the beat covering training camp for the first time. I don't remember if it was rookie mini camp or, or camp day one. I looked out on the field and I saw my last name spelled correctly. <laughs> no one spells Paulson S-E-N. Everyone spells it with an O, which is incorrect. We all know that. Yeah, we all know that. Uh, and I was like, well, this, guy, this guy's probably not going <laughs> to. That but is I'm true. But years later, a lot of NFL seasons later, Logan Paulson, ladies and gentlemen, just beating people up and taking names. My guy. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you're a worker, man. So I'm not surprised you guys are killing it, but I'm glad to be on. Appreciate Thank it. You. And also, uh, by the way, if you're a Nats fan, uh, Grant and Danny continuing to go with their Nats podcast. Real good time you guys are having over there. Uh, what a time to start a Nats podcast, bro. Yeah. They came to us like, I don't know, a day before they traded Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. And they're like, you guys Sweet. should start a Nats podcast. We're like, yeah, no doubt. That'd be a, there's a lot of people who want to see them win. And then they immediately traded everyone. They've been the worst team in baseball since. But uh, we get to talk about their prospects. Literally and figuratively, I guess. So, yeah, if you like the Nats, if you like nerdy baseball talk and uh, talking about Repsoto machines and, and building pitches in laboratories, that podcast is for you. Yeah. Uh, remind folks the name of it real quick so they can it is find called it. Bustin' Loose Baseball. There Probably you go. Probably named it lots of losses, but we named it Bustin' Loose Baseball. <laughs> Taking L's with Grant and Danny. All right. Uh, so here's, here's uh, what we're going to do today on this here podcast. We are going to talk about the latest ownership news or lack of news. Is there news? Is there not news? Depends on which Twitter feed you're reading uh, and how screwed up your For You page is on that hellscape of a mobile application. Uh, and then we'll get into kind of how that did or didn't affect free agency. We'll get into free agency itself, kind of give some grades now that we're through uh, the meat of it, and then uh, we'll go from there. So... Grant, you had a great tweet over the weekend where you basically said, hey, on this ownership sales situation, you know, if, if your wife is pregnant and, and you guys are expecting, it's, it's about time to grab the go bag and go to the hospital. 
Uh, you, you seem to think whatever you were told to spark that, that we're getting very close to the finish line here. What can you tell us about what you know of where we are at as of recording time, 9.25 a.m. on Monday morning? Yeah, I've been really confident for really a few months that this was going to happen. Um, when I initially heard they, they were considering a sale, the antenna goes up because someone like Dan Snyder doesn't go from hell-bent on never selling to considering a sale. Remember, when they went from I'm never going to change the name to working on changing the name, it was days, not weeks, not months, not years. Like this guy digs his heels in and says it's not happening. And then eventually something changes in the case of the name change. Uh, really, it was Fred Smith basically saying mm -hmm. you can't use the name FedEx on FedEx Field. And then Nike and some other companies saying we want our money if, if you can't change this name. So he didn't have a choice. My belief is, and, and the one mystery here, the billion dollar or I guess $6 billion question, is what changed between November 2nd when he was on the field taking a picture with Jerry Jones sending a message, in my opinion, to owners, I guess it would have been October 2nd. Um, I'm not going anywhere. And then November 2nd, one month later, when they announced he and Tanya that they were trying to sell. And in that 30 days, something meteoric happened. Obviously, a couple of stories, Don Van Nata, Tish Thompson story that you talked a lot about came out, among mm -hmm. other things. But I think behind the scenes, something happened. So all that as a backdrop to say that this week, it became very clear to me that this is imminent, that this is only a matter of time. I continue to hear rumblings and things from people that I trust. But here's the problem. And you're seeing a lot of this in the reporting, I think. We're a bunch of people with football sources. This is a billions and billions of dollar transaction. And most of us don't have anyone on either side from a business or bank standpoint. So you're just not seeing people really able to confirm what they are hearing. And that is why I think there is some of this lack of certainty with the timeline. I personally believe, based on everything I've heard, this is going to happen very soon. I do think there's a real possibility that we get some kind of a bombshell update this week about a name, an ownership group, perhaps. And then I think it's it's very real possibility that at the meetings that are going to be taking place starting a week from now in, in uh, the end of March in Arizona, that they're actually voting on whoever strikes a deal with Dan Snyder. Now, whether that happens, that's my prediction based on what I'm hearing or not. I still firmly believe when this football season starts, there will be a new owner in place for the Washington Commanders. I totally agree with that based off what I'm hearing. To kind of double-click on a few things you said, to borrow a phrase from you guys on your show, right? One, I think the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of pressure was Ursay at the owners' meetings when he came down and, and was like, yeah, that guy's got to go. And you're like, whoa. That was within the timeline, too. Right. You know, the 10-2 to 11-2, I'll never leave, to we're considering a sale. We've hired a bank. Ursay was smack dab in the middle of that. And and whether that was him acting, you know, solo, but he he knew that it would matter, or that was kind of a message from a bunch of owners, and Ursay was like, yeah, I'll be the one to get in front of the camera and do it. I, it seemed like there was some kind of internal pressure mounting that kind of amounted to, hey, man, either you sell or we throw you out, and Ursay saying it publicly, seems to be the straw that broke the camel's back on that. Um, on the sourcing side of it, which I feel like there's, I mean, Twitter and, and all the social media platforms are going nuts with rumors right now. And people just need to understand that nobody knows. Like, and when I say nobody, I mean pretty much nobody. The circle of people involved in the sale is 
incredibly small. And in fact, when you talk to business reporters who are covering this and have covered a lot of team sales, not just in the NFL, but a lot of leagues, what they tell you is this is the most tight-lipped group that they have ever dealt with. There's an incredibly small number of people on like the banking side. Like it is Dan and Tanya and like maybe two to three other people. And those people don't work necessarily for the team. Like the people that you think would know, don't know. They find out information often shortly before we do. And so that is why that like, there's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of rumors, but the number of people that don't know things uh, is, or th that actually know things is very small, which is why I think one of the most significant things to happen recently was Schefter breaking the Mitchell rails thing because yeah. Schefter doesn't have the bank sources. Like that's just not the operate. He's one of the best reporters in the business, but that's no, not the circles he operates in. And so for him, a football guy at an NFL level to get a name like that to me says that guy's being vetted by the league. And someone was like, Hey, this guy's clearly involved. Now are they vetting? multiple groups at that point still and and kind of for the final bidding process or is it hey this guy's pushing us over the finish line and, and the harris rails bid is the winner that we don't know and some people are reading into it too much one way or the other but those are the kinds of things that i think are interesting and worthwhile of paying attention to but as far as i know i talked to a reporter uh, who i trusted late last week and he's like this thing's not quite as close as a lot of people think um, now that doesn't mean that it's far, but the idea that like, you know, basically his word was enjoy the games. Like he told me you can relax, watch the NCAA right. tournament. You don't need to worry about this thing getting done over the weekend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So it's funny you say that because I, I think there like a lot of things can be true, right? right? I tweeted what I did on Friday night, which was to your point, a kind of a, a joke for those of us with kids. Like you get to a point in a pregnancy where the birth could come at any moment. Like we are past mm -hmm. X number of weeks and you could get a call where you, your wife just says it's time. And when you get to that window of the pregnancy, you have to have a bag in your car at all times to stay overnight at the hospital. So that's why I said it's time to have your go bag on. You. This that you, like the story could break at any moment now. Hey, it's it's Josh Harrison and it's uh Rails and and this team is theirs, right? Um so th that's why I tweeted what I did. Now someone hit me up and they're like, you know, they co you know cover the uh the league and the team and they're like, "Are you, uh, how close is this? Like can I enjoy these games tonight? Can I go out?" I'm like, "Yes, here's the difference." I think people think this is like a football transaction where like right. when that breaks, the story's over. Like, no, we just will find out sooner than later. I think who it is, what they're trying to spend. Then it still has to be voted on and ratified. And there's like this whole formal process. So I guess my, my point is we haven't dealt with one of these in this town. I know in the league, you had the, the Broncos sale last year. It's not like there's just a, a black and white finish line. As soon as we like, Hey, Harrison Rails got to six billion. There's an agreement in principle. Okay, well, that's great. That's breaking news. That's the bombshell. That's the plan your party time. But there, that's not like over then. You see what I'm saying? There's still then right. a bunch of hoops and things that have to happen. 
But I think we're we're close to finding out what the number's going to be and, and who it's going to be. I will say this. I mean, again, confirming anything's really difficult for the reason that you just said. Dan Snyder's group that he actually deals with and talks to and people that are in his circle is minuscule. At right. this point. I remember there's no minority owners anymore. Correct. There's nobody other than him and Tanya that, and his family. His, his uh, right. sister sits on the board. Um, the rest of the board is it, there's a guy from Rock Nation and some other things, but essentially the, the board is the Snyders. Yeah. So because of that, like people aren't talking directly to him and to their credit, some of these other ownership groups have been very, very quiet. Now, the everyone wants to assume that this is the Harrison Rails group. And if I had to bet money, here we are, March Madness, NCAA tournament, I would go to the window and I would absolutely put money on them. I was told that when Rails came along, it was a game changer, absolute categorical game changer, DC ties, possibility of uh, RFK Stadium, gets the money across the finish line, well connected in the community, tied in with people in the building, like huge, huge deal, right? That's great. But we don't even know, like I've been told there's a fourth group. We've never heard who it right. is. How could we possibly definitively say they're not getting the team when we don't even know who that person is? And it's not right. based. There's, well, there's two mystery groups, right? There's the there's the Tillman Fertitta dude yeah. who owns the Rockets. There's the Rails uh, Harris group. There's two others that I think we were told. Fair. And then there's Bezos, yes, who could still correct. just come I, in I and guess. be like, Okay, I, I see all this stuff happen. Dan, what about if I give you seven billion and then and then it goes to Bezos because who would turn down an extra billion dollars? Right. So I have reason to believe that like one of the two mystery groups is like in it, you know, legitimately. Um, I, I don't know about if all four of them are. Having said that, if you if you're looking at the odds on a board at the sports book, you know, the the minus money pretty substantially here is on Harris and Rails. And then your plus money, maybe your, your top other option might be for Tita. Um, but I, I'm just uncomfortable saying definitively know who it is. Here's here's what I keep hearing, though. And again, this is more of the speculation because I can't confirm it. But I know that I've heard this from a ton of people. It is my belief that Dan Snyder has not been in the country but once to go to, to Coy Gibbs' funeral in months. I mean, he is in London. Like, they are go- they are not here from what I can gather what I've been told. Um, on top of that... You know, we, we see all the little, we see all the smoke. Like they, they, they're selling. They're really trying to sell the, the Maryland house now. Um, you know, the now the Florio report that they cleared out their offices. That that's a thing. They haven't been in their offices in a long time. I didn't realize they cleared them out in December. But this is not like a yeah. There's a couple things pointing toward he stopped going to games. I mean, do people remember how unconscionable that would have been at one point that this guy who's on the 50-yard line, who's calling down to the sideline. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But the, the idea that he wouldn't be at a game to me is unfathomable. And he just kind of checked out last season. So something has changed. All signs pointed all along to a sale. I'm sure you guys saw the Ben Standig report this weekend, yeah, which I thought was pretty huge. Now, again, I already believe this thing is on you know the goal line or whatever you want to say. But for people that don't know, Ben Standig of The Athletic reported this weekend that – with bonus money, and Logan, maybe you could speak to this better than us, but with bonus money, which you, you guys know typically you're going to get within the first month, the signing bonus type cash, the commanders with the deals they're striking this offseason are asking teams to push the bonus money a month or two further back. Why? May 12th was the date for a lot of them. Right. So wh- why would you do that? 
It's so that the next owner has to pay that cash. And Dan Snyder doesn't, presumably. There's not really other good explanations. So all of these things are circumstantial. Maybe none of them would hold up in court, but it's a lot of stuff pointing toward, hey, the timeline here looks pretty sad.